Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Mercy Hall and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Well, we got the number 50 away yesterday. Blake Akers dropped to kick off the 50 most relevant for 2020. Hello, it's MJ, and welcome to another episode as we count down who I believe are the most relevant players across your salary cap formats of Supercoach, Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. To help me talk about the player at number 49, Adelaide Crows, Tom Duday. I've got Benny Gogos on the line. Hello, buddy. How are you? Very well, mate. Very excited. This is um, quite the quite the time of the year going through all the selections. Uh, we've got quite the uh, potential fantasy selection coming around in Tom Duday, so it's, a, it's an exciting time. Yeah, no, look, there's plenty of potential when we do talk about him. Look, the 22-year-old Adelaide Crow had an injury-impacted season last year. It was an ACL injury uh, against the Hawthorne Football Club. His only score from that year was, of course, injury-affected. 38 in AFL Fantasy, 56 in Supercoach. Those were his seasonal averages, and as such... He's been given quite a substantial discount across all the formats. Uh, he's costing you less than two fifty in Dream Team, and, and just just over the two seventy marker in uh, Super Coach. So we really have a guy that, from a potential perspective, can score. Before we go any more further about him, Benny, let's go back to how he ended up getting to the Adelaide Crows. Was drafted um, quite early, first round pick. Um, had to kind of bide his time until Jake Lever moved out of the squad uh, heading to Melbourne. But from then, not only did the Crows pick in terms of get validated for where we got him um, as a football community where he was seen, but we got to see one of the most damaging intercept and really difficult one-on-one matchups in the league. We absolutely did. I mean, he's he's quite fascinating, to be honest with you. You, you alluded to it um, a little bit there, MJ. He went much higher than was predicted even pre-draft night. Mm. Um, so he he was thought of um, in AFL circles and throughout the media as being maybe a third-round selection, somewhere around pick 50, pick 60, one of those very latter picks. But, of course, Adelaide that season did not have any selections after the, the due day selection. So they went ahead and brought him in. Um, and... Geez, it's worked out very well. So he was drafted at, at pick 17. Um, I think he was either second or third third selection in that that draft. And um, yeah, yeah, he's he's proved to be absolutely fantastic. So we've had our uh, Jake Lever come through and then leave the club, and he absolutely stepped into into those shoes. He had two seasons where he he plied his trade and learned his stuff in the sample, um, and then came out in his third season on the list and played played 20 games and he was um, absolutely outstanding in every facet of the game as far as a accomplished rebounding defender and an intercept defender could be. Yeah, and he's got one of the... the I remember that game against Fremantle in uh, the 2018 season where he chased down one of the Fremantle smalls from... It was basically a 50-metre chase and run. So he's got this... Um, incredible skill combination where he's a great elite interceptor, um, really hard to beat in a one-on-one marking contest, and then he's just got this scary quick closing speed about him. It's certainly made him a fan favourite and 
footy fans in general just love him. You talk about that season where he broke into the AFL side with the departure of Lever. That year, he averaged 18 disposals, five marks a game, three rebound 50s, three tackles, a couple of score involvements, and over seven intercept possessions per game. Let's talk about it from a fantasy perspective, though. Um, Super coach, he posted 11 scores that year of 82 or more, including five tons, three of those tons, one ten plus that year. He finished the year averaging 82. In AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he scored over 80 in eight different matches, two tons, and he finished the year averaging 73. That ACL injury we alluded about right at the start really derailed his season. And while injuries are never, ever a great thing, um, and there is history that, you know, injuries, especially ACLs, um, it might not be the only one players do achieve. There is some level of data around that. Um, I think the benefit for us as a fantasy footy community when it comes to Tom and the silver lining is with long-term injuries come discounts. And with discounts comes, comes a value for money selection. 100% MJ. Um, he's priced very cheaply across the, the competitions. Of course, we don't have the fantasy price out quite yet, but he is going to be a value selection. So, Really, it's going to come down to, to two things. One, it's going to come down to the amount of rookies that we have in that back line um, that are available to us uh, at a good price. But two, he has that great buy, and this is, this is a huge selling point for him very early. He has the round 14 buy, the final buy, and he's someone that we absolutely know with certainty is in their best 22 um, and he's going to be a very a very easy selection potentially in, in a place like Supercoach where we have alluded to he's already averaging an 82 season in his uh, debut season. So, I mean, if he can produce within the vicinity of that scoring range, um, it's going to be great, fantastic. The the other thing that I, I think we probably should be um, focusing in on is the fact that, look, he might not start... Um, on fire, he might be a little bit slow out the gates because, of course, he's just missed 12 months of football. But um, he might actually finish the season much stronger. He might finish the season producing kind of our 20, 2018 numbers. So that's another thing that we've got to keep in, in our mind when we're, we're looking at this guy as, you know, he could, he, in the best case scenario, he could potentially be a great D7 in Supercoach. Yeah, look, I, I think he very much could. You talk about how he's returned at the moment. Um, he's on his Christmas break, um, and the club are expecting him to commence contact work uh, at training upon his return. But he and the club both are really confident of him playing in those Marsh preseason games. Um, and, and that's all you could kind of ask for at this point in, in the preseason. He's doing all the aerobic, all the running work, all the endurance work. It's now bringing the contact work into his game. And you do bring up that interest point of, yes, he's got value for us, and depending on the rookies that do come or don't come through for us, I know in January you always go, oh, there's no cash cows, and then all of a sudden we find them, but he does bring for us those key things we're looking for, which is we know he's inside the best 22. He's actually a proven commodity when you're spending $250,000, $300,000, um, you know, or a little bit more in other formats. Um, you're never getting a proven performer, but with Dodie 
we're getting that with Tommy D. Um, and so I think what's interesting for me is they're very, very different players. Um, and I do want to look at a contrast to what guys coming back off ACLs look like in a sec. But um, I just don't think he, Tom's actually getting the recognition just yet in the fantasy footy community for the value he presents for us at the moment. Look, he's he's under 300,000, well past that in Dream Team and, and Supercoach. You know, it's like 50K more than a Matty Rao. But um, let's contrast, say, like a teammate of his, Brody Smith, last year. Um, he was coming off an ACL too. Granted, he had the full preseason, but he was priced at 332 in Supercoach, 439 in AFL Fantasy, and and 388 in Dream Team. So prior to entering last year, Brody's past 64 games was at an average of 76 in AFL Fantasy and 78 in Supercoach. Um, with Dodie, he's priced cheaper than what Smith was last year in all the formats, and he's got a comparable score scoring average entering into the year. So here we have a guy that you can go back and read the article at coachespanel.tv and check out the podcast from last year's 50. Yes, Brody had a fantastic back half of the year that's boosted his average. But we've got a guy who's starting at a cheaper price that Tom is. And yes, it's smaller data of 60-odd games versus 20-odd games. But we've got a guy who's scoring similar and at a cheaper price. He, he does give us value in all formats of the game. Yeah, he feel he feels like a very low risk selection given the price threshold, which um that's just a very uncommon thing when we're talking about a sub two fifty, sub two seventy type player. Uh so look at the end of the day, we're looking at a guy that is a proven commodity as you just alluded to, a guy that probably is gonna play his best football in the second half of the season, mm. which uh for someone like him look you know, you want that cash generation, but I'm already thinking, you know, as a best-case scenario, if you're looking at someone who you can hold on to as your D7 and might be averaging 80 uh, in the back stretch of the year in a place like Supercoach, yeah. uh, that's a that's a really nice proposition to be having. And look, um, really worst-case scenario, he might produce 10, 15 points lower he still makes you. He still makes you money. Um, he's still guaranteed to be in that team. I mean, Adelaide were absolutely missed him. Uh, you know, it, was pro- it possibly was the most significant injury of their their uh, their last campaign. You know, mm. he was absolutely flying in 2018. And uh, yeah, well, you just you look at him and you you try and look at maybe the um, the the negatives. Uh, that's something that we're going to be looking through it without this uh, top 50. I struggle to find too many other than the fact that we'll just see how how fast he can start. The fact that he's slowly coming back into into the preseason. He hasn't had a full preseason, but there's a lot of things to like about Tommy. Yeah, there is. And I think, look, unless you can time travel, the, the big question mark about Tom, it isn't about role, it isn't about ability, it isn't about scoring. It's about what impact does coming off an ACL have on him? And the closest identical type of player I can find is a former teammate of his, now Melbourne player, Jake Lever. Here's a breakdown of his scoring. Now, again, Jake did an injury um, in his junior day, so it's purely just focusing on his scoring um, across the AFL time. But uh, the season before getting injured, so his 2017 season in AFL Fantasy, he averaged 68. The year he got injured, it does include the injury-affected game in AFL Fantasy, was a 59. And then his average last year coming back from injury was another 59.8, so identical. So we're talking in AFL Fantasy, a drop of 8.4 points per game in terms of his average. Super coach for Jake Lever, 79 was his injury, uh, non-injury impacted game. Again, there's 
a big hole in the data. He's playing in a completely different side, but it's the best comparable player we can find of recent history. 69 in Supercoach uh, was his ACL injury-affected year, and then a 70.7. So we are talking a gap from pre-injury to post-injury, a gap of 8.3. So it gives us something to kind of look. Um, then you can look at guys like Patton, Sharonberg, Taylor Walker, Nick Natanui. They're all different types of players to him, but they all have a, a scoring range drop-off of anywhere from five to up to 20 points a game. They're all different players. So that's why I think I've used Lever, who's, I think he's the closest like for like, I think he does have a little bit of a scoring drop, but even then, based off if he drops eight points a game using Lever, that's still mid-70s in Supercoach and high 60s in AFL Dream Team and Fantasy. That That's still enough to make him, you know, worthwhile a selection this year. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we look at Lever's numbers, and, and as you suggested, there is a, a big change. You know, the fact that he swapped clubs really makes me question the validity of looking at those numbers in any significant detail. Yeah. Um, what I would say is that, you know, it's predictable that players coming off, you know, missing 12 months of senior Australian rules football, they are going to drop um, their production. Um, how much is hard to say, but I think with someone like someone like Tom, we can kind of say, well, you know, he might drop 10, he might start the season a little bit slower, but at the end of the day, we know roughly what we're going to get, and we're buying him as much for that job security mm. um, as anything. So I think, I think if I was looking at Tom, you know, leading up to round one as being a selection in my team, I'd be looking at two things. I'd be looking at that bye week and thinking, this is terrific, he's going yeah. to get through to that bye week because he has that job security, which I, you know, even if we have um, a fantastic rookie that comes through uh, the defend the defensive bracket for us, it's really going to be hard to, to say with any degree of confidence that they are going to be playing up until their bye, let alone having the round 14 bye, which is, you know, clearly the best bye for uh, rookies or players who want to upgrade or downgrade. Yeah, no, exactly right. Look, right now in Supercoach, he's got himself um, pretty firmly established in my starting squad. And it's probably going to take a little bit of time to remove him out of there. The other formats, he's not locked away yet, but uh, it's early on in the preseason. Let's talk about draft, though, Benny. It's a little bit different. If you can get back to some of those 2018 numbers, then for a Dream Team in AFL Fantasy, he's probably going to be a pretty late, late pick. You know, maybe a a filler in a deep league. Um, But in Supercoach, coach i think that's where he could provide us a little bit of value that 80 sort of marker 82 that's uh, again depending on the amount of players on field and the depth of your squads and things like that yeah that's decent enough if you can get back to that yeah absolutely i it's a interesting one i mean um inherently i would feel d5 might be a more realistic uh place to have him yep. but you could even feel a little bit punty maybe you know grabbing uh, a great ruck and a few great mids and suddenly you might be looking stretching it to D4 yeah. and I don't hate that I wouldn't be taking him any higher than D4 I wouldn't want him as D3 but um, yeah he's going to present value in the the back half of the draft I yeah. imagine and when when that's available to you I mean sometimes you, you look at it and you're weighing up a midfielder that you really want against a an older backman that you feel like has hit his ceiling. Um, sometimes it's, it's a great move to just say, hey, I'm going to load up with points in the midfield or forward or wherever. And he is going to be a guy that's going to enable teams to be taking that type of risk. 
Yeah, I like him as a super coach pick right across the boards. And look, his value everywhere else as well. Mate, as always, appreciate your work today on the episode. Thank you, mate. If you want to go and check out the article on Tom, you can do that at coachespanel.tv. If you want early access to these podcast episodes, uh, all you can do is join the Patreon army and support the Coaches Panel. All your links for that are at coachespanel.tv. Make sure you've subscribed and followed across Spotify and iTunes to keep getting notified straight away every time these podcast episodes drop. They will get straight to your device. You'll have them. You'll be able to listen to them at your listening pleasure. Another clue coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern Daylight Savings time tonight at our Facebook page. And that is also where you can uh, have your comments on Tom. But the clue is who's coming up tomorrow. You'll find out in just over 24 hours.